Hello and welcome, Rachel Maddox here. This is Rebloom Our World, a podcast for world-changing witches here to birth personal and collective post-traumatic growth miracles. I am so glad you're here and I can't wait to dive in with today's episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. I come to you rested. (laughs) I come to you rested and excited to be sharing today's episode. And I mentioned that I come to you rested for a reason. Today's episode is all about healthy contraction. How do we have rituals of digesting, resting, integrating, and celebrating after positive change or amidst positive change and expansion so that we don't fall victim to the capitalist colonial treadmill of only, only, ever, bigger, 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 faster, 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 more, 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 so that we can eliminate habits of self-extraction and self-exploitation and instead can sink into rhythms of regeneration, sustainability, joy, and pleasure as we grow, as we give, as we share our gifts in the world, and as we fall in love, as we have greater intimacies, as we have positive change happen in our life. If you have experienced sort of like the very, very common pattern of expand really big and fast and then collapse either in shame, in fear, in overwhelm, um, in exhaustion, and then start to panic, get your shit together, expand again, and then collapse again. This episode is going to be helpful for you. I'm going to destigmatize why that happens at the nervous system level. I'm going to tell my own stories of having this happen. And I'm going to also share tips um, that you can implement that are super easy and that take time because it requires some deprogramming around our cultural fuckery, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, but that are actually really simple, really simple and easy tools that when you practice them consistently, suddenly your body starts to crave your natural rhythms, which are rhythms of expansion and contraction. So um, if you also find yourself feeling afraid of expansion, afraid that your nervous system can't handle pleasure, um, visibility, attachment, healthy love, you know, abundance, financial abundance, power, leadership, this episode will also help you, again, destigmatize. Maybe there's nothing wrong with you. And give you tools to increase your capacity for good things happening in your life, in your world, in your business, in your heart, in your pussy if you have one. Okay, so I'm going to start with a short story because I believe stories are healing and medicinal. And they make you feel less alone in the world. Okay, so once upon a time, (laughs) I put out my very first podcast. And it was a really big deal. Um, I had been avoiding it for five years, as you know. 
since you listened to my first episode, if you listened to my first episode. And it was such a big deal that I did it, that I finally accomplished this dream of mine. And not only did I put out my first podcast episode, but it was also super well received. In fact, more people have listened to my first podcast than are even on my mailing list. The only way that that is possible or has become possible or was made possible, whatever the right grammar is there, is you shared the episode. Like this podcast episode got shared a zillion times. Um, Thousands of people listened. That blows my mind. That's super wild. I'm also really grateful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Um, But here's what happened next. So I had been traveling. I, you know, I'd been in an Airbnb with my lover. He was writing a book. I was making the podcast. Um, and we were like in between the Airbnb and going back to my parents' house and we weren't in our own space and there was a lot of movement going on. Right. So I did this really big thing and I knew it was a big thing and we did sort of celebrate, you know, we had this celebratory dinner, but it was, a, it was a lot for me to digest. Um, in addition to that, my nervous system in general during the last month or so has just been a little bit more activated. There's a lot of changes happening in my life besides creating a podcast, both personal changes and professional changes. And not to mention like two years almost into a global pandemic, womp womp. And so in general, my nervous system's holding a lot. And when our nervous systems are holding a lot, we can be at the edges of what's called our window of tolerance. If that's a term that's been coined by neurobiologist Dan Siegel, and it, it's our capacity to be present to intensity. It's the window or range that we have that allows us to be present to intensity. And it can be positive intensity like pleasure and orgasms and falling in love and you know, visibility abundance, leadership opportunities, all that jazz. Or it could be challenging or negative intensity, like you're in a fight or an argument with somebody, or you're moving, which I'm about to move, or um, the news is really overwhelming, or somebody passes away, etc. Right? So when we have a lot going on in our lives, we're sort of stretching our capacity. We're working out our our window of tolerance. And sometimes when we're at our edges of our window, we can pop into hyper arousal, which is like fight, flight, hypervigilance, hypersocialization, appeasing, or pop down into hypo arousal, dissociation, depression, collapse, lethargy, exhaustion, chronic pain, chronic illness, flare ups, those kinds of things. Okay, so I was like at the edges of my window of tolerance. I had a really big experience. I was also traveling during a pandemic, which is a little stressful, and amidst a lot of change in my life, right? All of those things are putting me at my edges. So there's this thing I want to talk about real quick as a detour, and I'm going to tell you what happened in my story next right after this. And this is the idea that our nervous systems process information in waves of experience. So I want you to, for a moment, visualize a wave, a wave in the ocean that hits the shore 
and then sort of moves out, out, out on the sand and you've got the little foam. And then what happens next is it moves back in, in, into the ocean, right? And there's this natural pool. It expands out, 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 and then pools back in, in, in. Our bodies are designed the same way. In fact, from the time that we are fetuses in the womb, that is how we grow in rhythms of expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction. And the reason for this is because our nervous systems are reaching the edges of their window of tolerance when we expand. When we go up, up, up and out, 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 we go to our edges. And when we're at our edges, what do we do next? We don't just keep going past our edges. That's where the emergency zone is. And as fetuses in the womb, we have this in inherent intrinsic wisdom that knows, no, 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 I don't need to force myself to grow any faster. I've got nine whole months in here, approximately, right? <laughs> I can contract. And then they go back in and in. Yes, 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 yes. And they get all cozy, wrapped into the fetal position even more before they expand and open, open, open again. And this is how we grow, physiologically. Side note, I learned... Almost all of the nervous system education that I'm going to teach you here on this podcast from my teacher, Bridget Vixens. She has a program called Alchemical Alignment, and it is trauma resolution and embodiment of spirit for body workers and other care practitioners. Um, so she's an incredible guide if that's sort of the field you're in, if you're in body work and you're looking for a great somatic teacher, uh, trauma resolution teacher. Bridget could be your next most incredible <laughs> life path opened up. She was for me. Um, okay, so back to the mini lesson. We expand and we contract and we expand and we contract. And this is how we grow without popping into emergency. So back to my story. So there I was at the edge of my expansion. What did I need to do next? I needed to contract. I needed to pull in and in, in at the body level and rest and digest and integrate and celebrate what just happened before I opened and expanded again. So I know this, right? You know, I'm an expert in this. <laughs> I teach about this um, and I really practice it a lot. But in this circumstance, I'm staying at my parents' house. There's a lot of chaos at my parents' house, a lot of television, a lot of noise. It was hard for me to find a space to cocoon. I wake up on Saturday morning. I had published the podcast on Thursday. And because I hadn't intentionally created an opportunity to contract, I did this thing that is very, very common. I self-sabotaged. I went online and looked up the one person that I know without a doubt will have a negative impact on me if I watch her stuff. Somebody I used to be in a really close relationship with, that relationship ended. Um, and so I just knew this is like, you know, we all have these vices, our, our kryptonite, so to speak, where if we like put ourselves in that field, you just know it's only downhill from there. <laughs> so I went ahead and watched an hour-long video of this person talking about something that we have different opinions on, and I was in a bad mood for the next two days. I picked a fight with my, my partner. I just was like, I, I sabotaged, right? 
And I want to talk about why we sabotage because, all right, it's human, nothing wrong with it, but there's, there's science behind this. There's nervous system science behind this. So if you recall, we grow in rhythms of expansion and contraction. And each of us inside of our unique window of tolerance has sort of like an edge where our wave naturally knows it's time for the tide to turn around. So imagine again that wave going out, out, out. How does it know when it's time to come in, in, in? It's just natural, right? And then how would the wave know when it's time to go out, out, out again? It's just a natural feeling of like, I've reached my edge in this direction, and now I've reached my edge in that direction. So in this case, I had reached my edge of expansion, but I didn't follow the tide of contraction that was wanting to happen, right? I just didn't. There was a lot of conditions happening, and I, I just didn't really do it. And instead, I was like pushed more to my edges of like conflict in my house and loud and noise and blah, 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 right? And without that contraction being followed, what happens next? If you don't go with the natural tide of your physiology, what happens next? You end up in your emergency zone. So I was in my emergency zone. I was also tired, so I didn't want to expand more. So I went and found something that would put me into collapse that would put me down into the bottom, like below my functional slow of my nervous system and get me into sort of like a dysregulated collapse agitation combo, right? You know, it's sort of like when a toddler really needs to rest, but instead they just start like screaming about something, <laughs> but they're so tired and they just need someone to put them down for a nap. That's what happened for me. And by the way, it's interesting that I bring up the toddler thing because it's very possible that when I was a toddler and I needed to rest, there was no quiet place to rest. Dun, dun, dun. The things that happen developmentally follow us into adulthood. Oh, trauma. Gotta love trauma. But the great news is whatever happened developmentally isn't the end of our story. We have neuroplasticity, we have the capacity to change and to heal and experience post-traumatic growth. Okay, so after I realized what was happening for me, because it was pretty clear pretty much right away, like as soon as I was down in the sabotage place, I was like, oh shit, I see what I'm doing here and I'm having a hard time not doing it. So I was like, okay, I gotta put into practice the tools that I'm a little bit late on, but better late than never. And those tools are a four-part, what should I call it, mashup of experiences that you can do when you're needing to healthily contract so that your contraction doesn't look like dysregulation or self-sabotage, but instead can happen in a gentle, loving way. So we get back to San Diego and I'm like, okay, this is my priority, is healthy contraction until the tide of my being says I'm ready to expand again. And this part's really, really hard for those of us who have been socialized inside of capitalism, colonization, white supremacy, these systems that kind of propagate bigger is better, faster is safer, more is more. That's just not always true. Um, 
you can expand in a regenerative evolutionary way, but for it to be sustainable and loving to your body and likely to the body of the earth and likely to your customers and your clients, you want your expansion to be coupled with contraction. And again, this can be really, really hard when we've coupled our safety with infinite production, infinite productivity. It's not actually safer in the long run, um, but our culture of urgency would tell you that it is. Yeah. So um, I got home and I was like, all right, contraction time. I know the, I know the drill. I can, I can do this. And so there are four pieces to the puzzle that I knew were really important. And the first piece of healthy, intentional contraction is digesting. You've all heard the phrase rest and digest. Yeah. I personally think that that phrase should be flopped. It should be called digest and rest because in my experience and in witnessing and working with lots of clients, when we get the chance to digest properly, rest is easier. But if you've had a big experience that you haven't emotionally digested, sometimes your system is still what's called wired and fired, which you've probably also heard that phrase, right? And when you're wired and fired, when your nervous system is still running at a high speed or it's collapsed but feels like it has to go back into productivity to be safe, it's really hard to rest. It's hard to get really nice rest, even if you're exhausted. So digesting big experiences at the emotional level and at the body level can help your system downregulate into the parasympathetic state and actually rest. So this is a ritual that I use when I want to digest big experiences. It's really easy. It's really sweet. And I highly recommend it. Okay, get out your journal and open to a new page. Turn on some really calming music and light a candle. The music and the candle are going to help tell your body we're in a different state. This is a time for things to be a little bit more contemplative. We're here to go into functional slow. You're adding things to your environment that signal to your brain and body. It's safe to slow down. Yeah. So turn on some really sweet, calm music, <laughs> light your candle and voila, you have a ritual <laughs> that has begun. And in this ritual, it's so, so, so easy. Fill three pages in your journal with the following sentence starter. I am digesting. I am digesting. And it can be really simple what you write. For example, I am digesting that I have a podcast now. I am digesting that thousands of people heard my podcast. I am digesting that we're still in a pandemic. I am digesting that I'm about to move. I'm digesting that I want to have a baby, even though the world feels like it's falling apart. I am digesting, etc. You can also talk about your feelings. I'm digesting that I feel upset about this conflict with so-and-so. I'm digesting that I feel stuck in this situation. I'm digesting that I feel really free over here. I'm digesting that I've made more money than ever in my life. Like, what are you digesting? I'm digesting the state of capitalism, like whatever. 
Um, it can be logical things you're digesting. It can be really tangible experiences that you're digesting. It can be emotional states. It can be somatic states. I'm digesting that um, I feel really tired, but I also don't feel like I can sleep. So you're kind of just word vomiting <laughs> whatever you're digesting, but you're doing it with soft music and a candle lit. So it's officially a ritual. <laughs> and then here's part two. After you've digested, the invitation is to rest. So you might want to do a few minutes of child's pose or even just 30 seconds of child's pose. Tell your body, like tell your nervous system, hey, you're allowed to rest now. And then with the soft music still playing, if you like that, and the candle still lit, set a timer that feels doable for you. It could be five minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. Let yourself take a nap. And if napping feels out of reach, let yourself close your eyes or meditate. Yeah, anything that gets you down, down, down into rest and digest. You could even listen to a guided meditation if that's more supportive for you. Or you could take a bath, right? If, again, actually down-regulating is challenging, what's the easiest way for you to signal to your body? You can rest a little bit. That's the ritual. That's the first part. That's the digest and rest part of the four-part mashup of magic. Here's the thing. By writing everything that you're digesting, you're going to automatically feel better because your body is going to get the signal that it's safe for you to actually process the big things that are happening in your life to shift directions, right? You're tied when it's going out, out, out. It's like doing the thing, right? The expansion is the embodiment, the expression, the activity, the performing, the sharing your medicine. The contraction is digesting what that was like for you. It's contemplating, reflecting, integrating, wow, how am I now that I just expanded? So just by taking the time to write for three pages of like what your experience was, you've given yourself the contraction. You've turned your tide around and your body might naturally feel more available to rest. Now, here's the thing. If you're amidst a time where you're trying to expand, maybe expand your business, expand into a new relationship, expand your income, whatever it is, I actually really, really recommend that you do this digestion and rest ritual every day, if you can. And you can do it with one page of writing your digestions and five minutes of rest. And the reason is because we live in this culture that is obsessed with productivity, expansion, urgency, etc., creativity, like make that money. If you don't intentionally build contraction into your practice, into your ritual, it'll be really easy to override your body's need for rest. And it might also be really hard to hear how your body's really doing, to hear that natural rhythm that natural tide, where your body is in the tide. So for example, back to me and my story, I had made this podcast. I knew I needed to contract 
because I had already self-sabotaged a little bit and I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. And I also don't want to push, push, push myself. I want to practice what I preach, right? So I was like, I'm going to do this ritual for the next four or five days. And because I continued to do the ritual, I was more connected to my body and I could feel that I wasn't ready to make my next podcast episode. Instead, I needed to rest. I needed to read a book. I needed to sleep more. Like it was really simple. Capitalism will tell us that we're not allowed to rest, that it's not safe to rest, that something bad will happen. But in fact, in resting again, which is what I started this episode with, I come to you energized. I come to you excited. I come to you overflowing with energy. And this podcast episode today is an expression of the digesting, the resting, the integrating, and the celebrating that I have done. Okay, so that brings us to the last two pieces of healthy contraction, integrating and celebrating. When your life starts to change, when you expand into new frontiers of of love, of career, of family, naturally, things need to change. You actually have to integrate or negotiate between the way your life has looked and the way your life is wanting to look. Who you've been and who you're becoming have to have a conversation and work some things out. So this is the integration part of contraction. Integration is where we look at and ask ourselves, what's the way it's been and what's the way it's wanting to be? And how can I negotiate to make the most of what's emerging? So in my case, while I was resting, while I was digesting, I was also reflecting and integrating this shift, which is I have a podcast now. And guess what? Um, Other responsibilities in my life didn't go away. My career hasn't changed. My schedule hasn't changed. So suddenly I have this new thing that I really want to do, that I'm really excited about, that I would love to spend my time doing, but I don't actually have it carved into my schedule. So for me, integration has looked like literally going through my schedule and blocking off a half day each week to make art. And it might be the podcast or it might be writing, but making more space in my calendar for art and creativity. Because that's sort of the season of life I'm moving toward. I really am just feeling called with the dance temples that are coming (laughs) with the podcast. Like, I want to make art for me. That's just where I'm at. And that's what's emerging, and that's what I'm having to integrate. I have to integrate my emergent bigness, the emerging aliveness of my soul, with last season and where I've been. I have to negotiate between the two so that there can be a peaceful transition, right? So when you're digesting, when you're resting, part of what you also want to do is integrate and ask yourself the question, What is the way that it has been? And what's the way it wants to be? And what negotiations need to be made so that I can honor the change that wants to happen in my life? It's it's simple, 
um, but it's profound, right? Because part of what might want to be integrated is that some relationships are ready to change or transition, or part of my, what might want to be integrated is what you call yourself, how you identify, who, uh, who you view yourself as, yeah? So that's integration. And finally, there's celebration. And by the way, side note, digestion, integration, and celebration, they're all very unique to you. So really ask yourself, is this a process I want to do by myself, like with my journal? Or would I like to talk about this with a therapist or a coach, with my best friend, with a family member? Um, I've done a combo actually, right? I have a great therapist I've been talking to about a lot of this stuff. I've been talking with Jody and Dima, two of my best friends, like a ton about all of this. So this process hasn't just been a solitary endeavor. And in fact, part of what happens when we contract, when we're in our parasympathetic state of rest and digest, is we also open up the capacity for intimacy. And connection and so sometimes having really safe beloveds um, in the process with us in the process of digestion and integration can help us feel safe shifting things integrating into new ways of being new lives new everything yeah okay so that brings us to the final piece which is celebration and celebration is one part acknowledging what's good, what's changing, and one part, like making it feel delicious to do that acknowledgement. A feeling of deliciousness, a feeling of sensuous pleasure, these feelings help us expand our nervous system. So if we can associate the expansion that we've done with positive feelings, we will feel less afraid and safer to go back to that expanded place. So again, like adding pleasure, adding sensuality, adding deliciousness in your authentic way, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, helps you couple in your brain, in your neurobiology, and in your physiology, the expansion you just had with safety. Because pleasure and deliciousness and sensuality are states that we feel when our physiology is safe. Yeah? So what's the safest, most pleasurable way that you can celebrate what just happened? For me, I love being alone. Quiet is delicious for me. Or like ambient music and candlelight and nobody around to talk to is my version of like sensual heaven. And so my boo left for the weekend and I was able to celebrate while resting, while digesting, while integrating. I was able to get into a state of like, ah, look what I did. And Ah, there's no rush to do it again. I can just be happy. I can be proud of myself. I can listen to that first episode again. I can go get my hair cut. I can like just take care of myself. I can call up my friend and be like, yo, I just want to say how proud of myself I am. Can you celebrate me also? 
So what for you is an authentic, pleasurable, delicious way of celebration and honor? Do you like to be honored by others? Do you like to have quiet, intimate moments with yourself where you're honoring yourself? Do you like to look at yourself in the mirror and say, bitch, you are a fucking goddess. I see you. You're incredible. Keep going. <laughs> like what's authentic for you? Do you want to throw yourself a dance party? This part's important, the authentic part, because I think there's a lot of um, messaging around what pleasure should be and what deliciousness should be. Like you should want to go splurge and buy yourself expensive things. And like, it's cool if that is abundant for you, if that is pleasurable for you. But if it's not, what is? Again, for me, like it's just, it's quiet, it's self-intimacy, it's... It is seeing myself in the mirror and being like, I see you, you fucking powerful witch. Like, I fucking see you, you know? And it lands more for me to see myself than for me to ask someone else to see me. That's how I celebrate myself, by seeing myself in my own, through my own two eyes. So what feels like celebration to you? All right, beloveds, that's the scoop. Those are the four components of healthy contraction digesting, resting, integrating, and celebrating. I hope that if you're in a time of a lot of change, whether it's positive or challenging, you take time to let your body have the tide inward that it so desires and craves. And just remember, the more you contract, the more easily and regeneratively, if that's a word, you will expand. One more thing I want to mention, if you are an experienced coach, therapist, healer, or guide, and you're looking to rebloom your practice, your world, your life, your relationships, your creativity, all of it, we are enrolling right now for the rebloom coach training. It is a learning container, an unlearning container, a healing community, a magical, magical garden for world-changing witches who are really ready to take their medicine and the impact of their medicine to the next level for themselves, their community, the world at large. If that's you, um, the training is 20 months, but you can always just do level one and decide if you want to do level two after. There are two levels. It's a certification program. There are supervisions and peer practices and all that jazz. There are also monthly full moon rituals. There's a whole series on reblooming our collective. There's a series on reblooming your body, which is nervous system based movement. Um, there's 16 hours of business workshops in each level. This is like the kind of program if you're re really, really ready to initiate into the next most potent, powerful version of yourself, both personally and professionally. And I'd love to invite you to check it out. Head to rebloomtogether.com and we've got a sliding scale for folks to hopefully have access at levels that work for them based on income. There's a ton of information on that page. You can fill out the application and you'll be set up potentially um, to have a feeler call with one of the wonderful members of our hive, which is our name for our team. And if that all goes well, we'll invite you into the program. And there are community calls to warm up before we begin in May. 
I would love to meet you. I would love to support you. I would love to help you rebloom your world if that is what you are ready for. All right, beloveds, thanks so much for being here. Until next time, peace out. If you loved today's show, it would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared with a friend, or left a review. They all help more ears hear this medicine. Love.